Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Safe Space. This is episode seven, and this is um, part two of the topic that we talked about last week, which is Black Lives Matter, Black culture, and everything in between. I actually feel like we should get a, I was telling Carissa earlier, actually, that we should get a theme song. So if anybody knows uh, someone who's really creative with music, so I don't know if it's sing a, sing a theme song, like, that's not actually a Yeah, one of those mystery theme songs. I know yeah. what you mean. So if we can get somebody, that would be great. So our guest, if you guys know somebody who's like musically uh, inclined, I would, we have Josiah here who was originally a one of our first guests. He's like, I'm, Josiah, do you know, are you musically inclined? I mean, I can sing. No, I, I want beats. Oh, beats, I can make beats in my mouth. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I might actually ask you to go. True. But <laughs> we got people staring. So uh, we actually have, again, we have a number of guests. We actually have six guests today. Six, which is really, really exciting. So I'm going to ask our guests to go around, just say your name, your age, and uh, that's it. So let's go around. Let's start to my, this is my left, right? Yeah. Okay, Hello. left, go. My name is James Fulton. I'm 17 years old. That's it. Go ahead. My name is Wesley Thasius, 19. Thank you. My name is Josiah, and I'm 16 years old. All right. I'm Bree. I'm 15. I'm Blessing. I'm 16. I'm Amanda. I'm 16. All right. And we have, as always, we have uh, Carissa joining us via Zoom, and I have my other. Marcus. Marcus. And I'm going to ask my guest to also please speak loudly. Um, no, yes, Josiah's giving me the look, like, yes, I did speak loudly, but my other guests, please speak loudly. Uh, all right, so, like I said, our first topic, well, our first topic, our second topic we are talking about, again, is about Black Lives Matter. We really hope that you guys enjoyed our first episode. It was really, it was a good episode, and it was great that we talked about, uh, we talked about, pretty much we covered everything from a spectrum of, I don't know, Amanda, what did we talk about? Well, Black Lives Matter. Well, Black Lives Matter. If you guys, somebody wants to give us a recap, because well, um, we started off with we started off with a question asking how online school is doing. We discussed that for a bit. Then after that, we moved on to the Black Lives Matter topic. We started talking about um, superstitions. We started talking about racism. So I'm talking about the pros and cons of Black Lives Matter, and we're continuing that on today's podcast. Which is great. I'm really excited. So um, if, you know what, Marcus, if you can do me a favor and just start start us off. Okay, so um, today we're going to discuss racism and how typically in school, racism, we don't really talk about that because it's such a complex and cohesive for many, uh, for many people. Fear is an opening a can of worms stirring the pot of making mistakes can be paralyzed to many people. Often it feels easier and safer to avoid these specific topics. So I want to ask all of y'all, do y'all think it's important to talk about racism in the class? See. Si. Why? You open the door, Blessing. Yep. Uh, <laughs> because um, most people don't really acknowledge it or they don't talk about it. And it's something that, it's a worldwide issue it goes on everywhere anywhere 
people need to acknowledge that it's there and just accept it. I have another question for you, both. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. Do you think um we have that opportunity to talk about racism? We have plenty of opportunities to talk about racism. Teachers choose not to because honestly they don't care. But now we're at a virtual platform. So and they still don't talk about it because they still don't care. I'm talking about students. Do we have the opportunity? We have Do we opportunity. have the opportunity? Yeah. We have the opportunity. Like, since we're like, I'm talking about like a lot, a lot of students in virtual environments. Like, we're not able to like go out of their houses or anything. It's called Zoom and Google Meets. <laughs> they should try it sometime. I okay. I personally feel like before each school year, teachers should all have a um, like little meeting, virtual or in real life, and talk about what things should be said and things that should not be said because the norm in today's society is always making jokes about culture saying you're not black because of this and you're not black because of that. And that shouldn't be a norm. Also, a lot of teachers, like telling a lot of students they have Chinese eyes, which is quite racist because they're the actual term for it is fox eyes. But a lot of teachers and a lot of students will say you have Chinese eyes, claiming that all Chinese people have small eyes. Wait, teachers have told me that. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have very, I have fox eyes. So a lot of people say that I look Chinese because of my eyes. Wait, teachers say this or teachers have told me I have Chinese eyes? Yeah. Because my eyes are small. And my eyes are narrow too, so. Wait, what did you say, James? I said this that she looks like you all the time. Oh. Wait, so. So, Josiah, what do you think about this? Well, um, I think um, definitely racism should be, um, we should learn that in school. Definitely. That, and I do agree with what Blessing said. We definitely have a lot. We have a lot of a lot of opportunities to learn. But just as you said, some teachers don't care. Um, I think I've heard some teachers discuss about it before, but like sometimes it gets discontinued for some reasons. I think I think uh, back in middle school or something like that. I don't quite remember something along their lines. So what about you, James? What do you think? I think we definitely. I think we definitely have the opportunity to learn about racism in school. And why? Because we have the right to. What about you, Wendley? I mean, how? I, I mean, everybody say they always say they don't care. The teachers don't care. Right. I wouldn't say that. I would say. I would say that, no, I mean, they don't talk about it because they don't talk about it because then I don't think they're supposed to do that. But the guiding counselor or whatever, the principal, they yeah. should tell them to do what I'm saying, to do assignments on it. So that would be good. So you're suggesting that there should be, at least they should cover in some aspect. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like maybe doing, um, maybe like prompt. Yeah, like even um, like a you, paper. You know how they do do nows or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, as they saying, they said teachers don't care. Saying it's not like they don't care about it because most of the teachers in every high school they block. Like 
Right. So I think they do care about it, but because the principal, whatever, mm -hmm. will tell them to talk about that. So I think that's why they don't talk about it. Got it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say my opinion. For my opinion about having opportunities of like discussing about the matter, it's a yay or nay for me because, yeah, some people have that opportunity to talk to their teachers that they know very well and all of that. But some students, they don't have the opportunity. They don't know that opportunity is present to them. And a lot of people think that these opportunities are like, oh, just to be wasting all of that. Some some students don't even have like a good connection with their teachers, are not able to go outside, not able to like do what we're doing right now. And that's why I believe it's a gay name. I had to disagree with you there because it should always be a yay when it comes to a student's safety because religion and culture is something that we should keep out of schools but also love at the same time and respect each other's. Because a lot of teachers have this thing where they think that they'll try to do a certain thing or say a certain phrase, like try to implant quote-unquote black slang so we can feel more comfortable rather than them just being themselves. And yes, not a lot of students have connections with their teachers, but that doesn't mean that teachers should still do this or do that. They should respect cultures and respect opinions. Like, unless you're not in that culture, you shouldn't be joking about that or making stereotypes, whether it's good or bad, because you're implanting that in the student's head. So when they go out in real life and a black man walks and some white person says, oh my God, you're black, you must be a good runner, you must have good athletic genes. That may be a good stereotype, but when you enforce the good stereotypes, you also enforce the bad stereotypes. I totally agree with you. Carissa, uh, you have anything to say, please? Um, actually, yes, I do have something to say. So, um, as you guys should know, last year we had a a student of Asian descent. Um, she came to the school when it was the time when Corona came about. And um, I know we're discussing about Black Lives Matter, but we're talking on the issue of racism and bias, whether it should be discussed in classes. And I am highly for that it should be discussed because the student was not treated fairly and I didn't see anything being done about it. I did hear that the principal told the footballers to watch out for her, but there should have been a discussion with the entire school to let them know that treating someone like that based on their race or how different they are is not okay. So definitely it should be discussed. I think the football player one was a myth or a rumor that was going around the school mm -hmm. last year. Dennis told them. Because really? one of the football players, because I asked one of the football Dennis, players, Jeffrey. He didn't tell all of them, but most of them were supposed to be there with her. Oh. So my question for all of you guys to follow up. So, um, so there, there's not enough conversation. It sounds like. Okay. So there needs to be more conversations, at least in the school. Do you believe that teachers, the educational world, yeah, um, has more power to, for influence in in upcoming generations? Yes, of course, because when you grow up with certain habits, you stay with those habits. And a lot of people from different homes, they learn bad habits that their parents teach them because that's the only thing their parents know. 
if you go into a school and you see a new outlet on things, that can change your perspective. And they can go up and mature to the right person because you go up in that type of environment. If I was to go up around racist black people who are racist themselves, and I went to a school that implanted the same thing in my head, I would have a whole different viewpoint. The point of school is supposed to open up your mind, not close it. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Amanda, on that because, like, as like I was saying a previous episode, we read like. In our English class, we're starting to read stuff like um, racism. We're talking about different Englishes and how, like, we represent ourselves using these different Englishes between our, like, parents, our friends, and all of that. And it, it opens my mind a lot to see these different viewpoints and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I believe that the issue, I believe that the issue of race is something that's deemed uncomfortable. So people tend not to talk about it when it's something that definitely should be spoken about because it's when things are uncomfortable that change really needs to happen. So um, now I'm in college and I have realized that it's something that is spoken about more often, I guess because of the type of environment that is created and fostered, it's like more expressive. And even though it's uncomfortable, it pro- it provides a space where um, People can open up because we're all from different backgrounds, but we're still able to share things and gain information and learn. Like there's there's been some times where a few students did not know things that were going on and they were like, they were white and they didn't know certain things. And it was good to hear like their perspective and also like share my knowledge and for the entire class to learn. So it is definitely important. Okay, so guys, um, the Black Lives Matter thing, the whole thing, people believe like it's more of like a protest and violent thing. Do y'all believe that? Or do y'all believe it's more like yeah. you're trying to make a change of like a better world? Or because you know, like some people, when they're viewing like the Black Lives Matter, thing they think it's more like a protest in like violent thing not a like way to improve like our social life as black people i mean it wouldn't be so violent if we didn't have police officers beating people every chance they get or letting white people with guns walk around as if it's no problem but let it be a black person carrying a sign it's a problem can i talk can i talk I believe that it's something to bring people together because honestly, in a time like this, it's all they have. You have a president who doesn't care about black people. You have a vice president who thinks justice is served for a um, police officer who's not even in trouble for what he did, but something that's all because he was shooting at the wrong place at the wrong time. It's something that brings them together, something that gives them hope that maybe there will be a better future sooner or later. Okay, you can talk now. Oh, so if you never knew why BLM came and you don't understand the purpose of it, I can break it down for you. The purpose of Black Lives Matter is not to protest, it's not to get clout or get money. It is true that some Black people are using it for that, which isn't the most ideal thing because when we're talking about Black people, we're also talking about you. 
And the way media covers it is that they cover it with us being violent and think of us as just straight up animals. That's not what we're trying to say. And a lot of white people, a lot of racist white people, and a lot of black coons say that when we talk about Black Lives Matter, we're only talking about black people. We're talking about, when we say Black Lives Matter, we actually mean our lives matter too, not just our lives only matter. And some people, they're using that the wrong way. And I think it's because we don't really have a leader to step up and guide us the right way. That's why you see some protests where being silent and we have our signs up and the other protests where burning buildings, it's, we're all trying to get the same answer, but we're giving out the wrong messages. Yeah, and it goes back to that conversation we had last week that a lot of people, I think we said that it was, you know, the misconception is that it's leaderless, right? So, you know, you're bringing that back. So, thank you. Do you want to say something? Yeah, I feel like um, about the cops. You know, um, in, I mean, <laughs> I'm in the street, so. Um, yeah, I feel like the system is they brainwash, you know. That's how I feel. They brainwash because like, like why would you kill your own heart? You know what I mean? They <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I feel like they brainwash, you know. Okay. So like I don't know why would you kill your own heart? And okay. tw um twenty twenty actually it was a lot of people up, you know what I mean? And me too, you know, because in South Jersey, I was actually, um, I was working construction, and I seen a group of people, they was um, protesting, you know, so I was working, and I stopped working, and stopped walking with them in the rain and everything, so that's, I feel like 2020 really woke me up, you know, so that's that's when I become like, you know what I mean, that's, that's, that's my topic, you know? Black Lives Matter. Right. I wouldn't have said who I'll go. Thank you for sharing that. So what about you, James? What? James was sleeping. Okay. So the Black Lives Matter movement, right? People think it's more about like protesting where other people think it's more like making a change for environment. What do you think? Do you want us to come back to you? Sure. Don't forget the question. Desires. Well, um, I think it's more like it's not a protest. I think yeah, they want they want change. People are fed up. As I really that's what Amanda said. People are fed up, and then you know there's no, the change is not gonna come like by its own. They want they want the government to um know something because when you look at human history. In order for something to be achieved, in order for something to be achieved, something has to be lost. So the government, when when they when um stuff like museums and all that get gets looted and all that, they they come in and they're like, oh, we don't want this to happen. So they start listening to people. So that's what I think they are trying to do. They're not trying to protest. They just want to change, but they're not going. They're not using the right methods for change. I totally agree with like everyone's thoughts and opinions about the topic. My opinion is that like, yeah, 
the Black Lives Movement is more about making a change for our environment. It's more about having people stand up for each other, telling people that we matter and all of that. Yeah, and that's all. Alyssa, um, can you repeat the question, please? Okay, so the Black Lives Movement, people think it's more about more like protesting more than people making a change. What do you think about it? I think it's definitely individuals trying to make a change because it's it's beyond the protest. This, like, the institutional racism has been happening for centuries. And then it just comes to a breaking point. And I think, like, this is the breaking point. This is the only way people know how to react at this point. So it's, it's more than a protest. So many people, however, view the Black Lives Matter movement as a violence-seeking soul a racial divide and intent on interrupting the work of police officers commissioned to protect and serve the public. For example, Rudin Gulani, the former mayor of New York City, said in a television interview that the movement is inherently racist and divides us. He further stated that they don't mean Black Lives Matter, they mean let's educate the police matters. What do y'all believe about that? Well, I was in New York at the time and my grandma and I were talking about it. And it's sad how when the majority complains, when the minorities are mad, they're happy because their lives are going just how it was, but since of the but because of the protests and everything stopping and changing because we're fed up with what's happening, then they get then they complain about it. The majority never cares until it starts affecting them. And they'll never look at the minority because it's not happening to them. They'll just overpass it and think, because to their eyes, such as that governor, they think that the world's been fine. A lot of people that I talk to think that racism has ended and it doesn't exist no more because it doesn't happen in their day-to-day lives. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Amanda. That's for pronouncing the name wrong. Um, (laughs) I believe, like, with Black Lives Matter and all of that, I think people are really just viewing it differently. I've been reading this article on, like, different people in Black Lives Matter, and it's, I've been just seeing people just viewing it differently, thinking it's a protest, thinking that, oh, we can use this more as social media, having their, like, businesses just putting Black Lives Matter and some of them not really meaning any of it. And it's just like, we made this movement for one reason and one reason only, is to make a change. I don't know why other like people are just thinking that, oh, we're just trying to protest, we're showing, and then people just thinking, oh, we're animals, since we're protesting, trying to make a change while others are just not doing anything. And we've been dealing with um, racism and all of that for, like Carissa said, centuries. Yeah, centuries. And for for us to like make a change now, it's really great how we're just trying to do do more things and we have technology, we have all these resources that we can use in order to do that. Even if you're at home. And it's I mean it's it's sad, you know. It's sad because even we protesters, they still killing us. You know, going protest like and I'm watching on like technology. It's not big. I'm watching on, on, on 
Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I was saying. Yeah, um, a lot of neighborhoods, I mean, some state cities that we we couldn't even go. You know what I mean, uh, black people, like, we couldn't even step our foot in. And, you know what I mean, like it was. It, I don't know. To me, it was just that made no sense. Yeah, yeah. No so, sense. so you're like you picked up with the topic is a good subject that you're talking about. A lot of things that you're seeing on social media. Yeah, and things that you know I was actually in a, a, a white neighborhood. You yeah. know, when I was um, South Jersey. So like, and when the um, George Floyd, I mean. Him and the um, I'm sorry, I forgot his name. That's sad. Um, the one who was jogging. Oh, who got shot. Amid. Um, um what's his name? Amid. Yeah, his name's Amid. Yeah. Aubrey. When I seen, there you go. When I seen that, I felt like, nah, I I wanted to come back to the hood. You know, come back in Irvington, come back here, because I feel like I had to die with my own people and die over there. I might not even find my body. So my, I guess my follow-up for the whole group is because Will Smith said that, um, you know, racism and all this has been going on forever. It's just now it's just being reported. What do you guys, how do you guys respond to that? I think the best way to respond to this is because when these things come out, they do want us to get mad to prove to everyone that we're the quote-unquote wild beast that we are. But the best way to fight this is to do your research, like really yeah. study. Like one thing I bet no one in this room knows, you know, the whole watermelon stereotype. Back in the day, the watermelon was actually like an image for Black Lives Matter. It wasn't called Black Lives Matter back then, but it was, you know, for us white supremacists changed it into a stereotype into something bad you had to know your history before you fight and you always have to fight smarter not harder that's how mlk did it they tried getting us mad over and over again but it never worked because once we get mad once we can do ten thousand good things ten thousand peaceful protests you can see a bunch of videos of black people helping out other people, you can see black people being literate, you can see black people, you know, being to the standards that they don't want us to be. But one video of a black person getting involved in gang violence, that's gonna be representing who we are. So when you walk as a, not even a black person, as a colored person, you have to be careful about how you represent yourself, especially because I go to white neighborhoods too. And when I do talk to to a lot of white people, they're surprised because when I first speak, they don't hear pure ghettoness because they always add that as to a black female. So you have to prove yourself every day. It's something that no one wants to do, but you got to do it. Yeah, no, here's. Um, Krista, what do you think? I'm trying to remember the question because Amanda went off track a bit, but. <laughs> um, um so we're just talking about i just my follow-up question was um you know will smith said that you know racism has always existed but now it's just being recorded okay now i remember definitely so exactly it has always existed 
but the thing is people don't believe things until they outright see it and i'm one of those people like if you tell me something i'm automatically gonna believe you're lying until i see the proof and now that people are outright seeing it i think that is what is making it so much broader at this point but even how sad it is it's important that people are aware with about what's going on because seeing those videos like it's nothing that anyone should ever have to see but seeing them actually like made me like actually know what's going on and it made me more aware of my surroundings and it's it's not something that anyone should have to be able to be cautious of where they are what they say what they do but awareness is something that is very important and i do believe these videos are helping people to be more aware at this point yeah no you're right um so i have one more thing and then i'm going to give it right back to marcus um and i'm going to make it really really quick uh so today i actually saw on the news that um so do you guys remember the bird watching video with a girl in Central Park um, that the guy was just riding his bike. Again, so am I getting nuts now? So apparently, and, and then like she had the dog, and the guy told her to put the dog on a leash. This is you mean the video of the woman who threw a dog at somebody? No, like, so the guy was riding his bike, he was a bird watcher, and the lady was in Central Park, and the guy was like, he's the dog on a leash, but then she called the cops on him. You call the cops for a little girl and send a water bottle. Yeah, that one, yeah, that happened after. We're not going to go on my hey, yeah, that video yet. But do you guys remember that one? It was like Amy Cooper, her name was. See, now I don't know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Oh, Kristen knows what I'm talking about. At least somebody in the room knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, they actually came back and said, the lady said, well, he, after all of it, he tried to assault her. And I'm like, really? Really? Because that never happened. So, I mean, after all these months, that's what's coming out. I wanted to see what everybody's thoughts were. But now they y'all don't know what I'm talking about. That doesn't help. Um, James is I'm, ready. Everybody, hold on. Yeah, he's been waiting a while. Let me see. I still saying like, uh, they want more of a reason to start killing us. Okay. Because like basically, us protesting, we don't need to be like breaking down stores, flipping cars, and throwing water at cops and all that. We don't need to be doing that. That's just giving them what they want, like, like more of a reason to start killing us. You gotta watch the videos. It wasn't us. It was them that's breaking the windows and everything. And New York City, the cop, it was a cop car that ran over a lot of people that was protesting. Yeah, I mean, but he's trying to say, like, I know what he's saying, but I'm just saying not really us. We focus on what we say in Black Lives Matter. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, yeah but I and think what James is saying is that, you know, are there, um, not to be wrong, James, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I know what he's saying. They, um, they're looking for more reason mm -hmm. to kill us. That's what he's saying. Yeah, you know? and we're giving in. Yeah, and what I'm just saying, 
and a lot of videos that I watch is the um, the white folks, you know what I mean? That's breaking the windows, going, you know yeah. But the cops, they, they still hurting us. You know? You're right, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, and I feel they like, don't pay attention to that. They just think it's all, it's, oh, it's yeah. all black people. And I feel like it's something that I learned because I used to get mad a lot. And when I start doing my business, you know what I mean? PMA is something that I really focus on. Is it, yeah, oh, you, what is it? Sam yeah. Morgan? Positive mental, mental attitude. attitude. So, yeah. yeah, that's a good thing. That's, I feel like if we all got that, we, could, we all could be a superhero. There you go. Um, but James, finish your thought, because I feel like we cut you off. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, I think that's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. James, I appreciate the fact that you participated. <laughs> I, for, I forgot the word. Thanks. Um, all right, so we have one final. Uh, I want to hit one final discussion um, before we wrap it up. So, uh, Marcus, please. Uh, so, y'all, y'all think the Black Lives Matter movement should be like the civil rights movement? Because people are comparing it. Yeah, to it. That that people like back in nineteen was it nineteen sixties? Sixties. That um just to give you guys some history, um back in the night between the nineteen sixties and fifties and sixties, uh obviously that was during uh Martin Luther King. He uh, he tried to do it in a peaceful way, but what people don't know is that they were very uh they they were very what's the word I'm looking for? They weren't accepting of his peaceful protests either. But nowadays, people are like, well, why can't you be like that? So. I just you, started off. I didn't know what they were doing. So, following what Marcus said, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. So, I just wanted to give the back history. What I believe is that, no, we should not be like the civil rights movement. The reason is why, okay, we did all of these things in the civil rights movement, and we're still not getting what we want. So, it's wiser to do something else, not the same thing. It's simple. We did violent protests. And that's, that didn't work either. I know, I'm just saying. That didn't work either. So, But if they fought for it, if they didn't kill him, if they didn't kill uh, uh, Martin Luther King first and Malcolm X, they was going to be together. But they had different opinions. Just because nah, you have to come together and it was... It was going to be way different. Yeah. Just but, because um, you have different opinions doesn't mean you can still work together. It was going to be way different. When wow. two people with different opinions get put together, mm-hmm. you end up creating something even like more great. You're right about yeah. that, but like, my opinion is that like, if we're doing protesting and all of that, and it's still not working, why are we still doing it? We should try something else. What else? We have rights, freedom of assembly. We have freedom of speech. We have all of these rights that we can use. We have all of these websites we can use. We have all of these social media apps we can use. We have we can just spam chat people, spam chat the government. Aren't we doing that though? Just, I mean, this what we doing right now. So what are you trying to say? Aren't we I'm doing trying that? to say like We're signing position, petitions, we're protesting peacefully. What do you, what do you? What else do you want us to do? I don't speech. I'm not sure at the moment, but like. But you want I us think, to go fight Donald Trump or something like? No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm not saying that like, might not go over too well. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, actually, so we're using the same so button. So this is why. Okay, so let me jump in for you. This is why conversations like this are important because all y'all have different opinions. 
you guys all have different thoughts on how to approach one situation. The thing is, is being up one, being respectful towards each other mm -hmm. before I sit here and like do this. Um, but this is why this is great. You know, it's back to how do you guys make this work? What do you guys think is the best way? So I think backing back out. I think Go. the best way is to really understand how the American government is because we have three, what's the proper term for like three sides of the government. Because remember, our power is cut equally between those three. One is the president, the other handles the law, and the other handles, um, the other one creates laws, one decides if the laws are put in place or not, and the other is the law, right? When people talk about things they want, like, for example, Taylor's Killers, they keep on talking about the president to it. That's where you got it wrong. Um, what's the name of those three things again, Marcus? The, it's legislative. Judicial executive. Yeah. Judicial, that's the one. Supreme, the Supreme Court. Supreme Court, that's. Those are the people that you want to talk to about Taylor's Killers because those are the only group of people who can put Taylor's Killers in place. They were the people who created the Miranda rights, and those are the people who could put Taylor's, kill, Taylor's murderers in place. Not the president, the Supreme Court. You need to understand your history, you need to understand the government, and you need to understand basically everything. You can't have change done if you're not knowledgeable, because that's how you get nowhere. Right. So yeah, you have to know knowledge, but it's the, so remember guys, when I jump in these things, I'm playing devil's advocate, so I don't know if you guys know what that means. So that means like, I'm playing the opposite, I'm always gonna play the opposite side, not necessarily, I believe the opposite side is right. So, you know, um, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm backing back out of the conversation. That was chosen, that was chosen, I mean, yeah. Okay. Um, yes, I got to go. The one. Trump against him. Wait. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, I got time. Oh, I was just saying. I, yeah, Donald Trump. That, he's, he's against it. You know, nobody see it. But, like, I'm on, like, the news, whenever they ask him a question, he just flip it over. Yeah. He, uh -uh. <laughs> like, he just give his own answer.
Well, as I always say, just do your history, work smarter, not harder, and be safe and wear your mask because COVID exists. Yeah. Everybody should be wearing Black Lives Matter <laughs> masks. Yeah. That would be beautiful. All right. But that's and I, I wish they would be into Martin Luther King and Malcolm. Right, that's a that's a good idea. Perfect. Uh Josiah, what's your uh, uh last minute thoughts? Thanks for listening. Um as said, you know, always keep the Black Lives Matter, you know, movements in your head, you know, it's always relevant. These days racism is relevant. So you know, always yeah. keep that in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Well, Bray, anything? Bray's just gonna any good last minute thoughts for our listeners? Be safe for her. I'm not the zone. Bree's here, but she's not here. I'm like, here in spirit. Like, she's here in spirit with us. James, still here? James is just here. Carissa, any last minute thoughts? Yes, definitely. So, what I can combine from this entire discussion is that um, unity is the key to dismantling oppressive systems. So, um, like the oppressive systems they want us divided but when we're together we can accomplish so much more so i think like the simple things that we get so divided over it can be easily resolved because we all have one enemy like there's one one um organization against us like if we come together we can dismantle all of that we we can go and my last minute thought is everyone just stay safe you know if you see injustice you gotta stand up for it and you know you have more power than you realize um so as we wrap up this last episode of the safe space just check us out on apple Podcasts, podbean google Podcasts, spotify i mean we're everywhere and then check us out on our website www.amanisafespace.com and check us out on insta uh everybody i hope you have a great listening experience and yeah that's it thank you have for a good one. have a good one have a great one everybody